0: As always in our political economy, joined on the line by uh, Zulakim Guni, uh, who is, uh, yeah, the co-founder and uh, chief investment officer out at Benguela Global Fund Managers. Kwabe, good evening, welcome.
1: Good evening, Aya. Good evening to your listeners. Yeah, certainly hope you're well, my brother. I I am well, and I hope that you are well too. Yeah, yeah, good, 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 good. (laughs)
0: Let's start there at Omnia, man. You know, uh, I... Whenever I read these, um, you know, statements and one day uh, we need to have a chat um, about, I guess, the, I don't know how to put it, the language people use in stock exchange news service announcements. Uh, Because Omnia comes out today and they say a big part of how they've blown the lights out, I mean, 33% increase in operating profit. Um, in their agriculture business, operating profit 44% up in mining uh, and operating profit 108% up in chemicals. And they come out and say, no, 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 a big part of this is about cost management, you know, prudent capital allocation, prudent, you know, uh, 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 financial management and so on. Instead of just saying, look, we benefited from a very favorable price environment uh, for fertilizers, for chemicals, and I guess, you know, bumper commodity prices out in the mining sector.
1: Absolutely, I think uh, I, I'm with you there. I mean, the 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 story that's been told is overly positive compared to the reality. I think the reality is indicating something else. The the price was a major driver of these numbers, and certainly, they have also, in some reporting, for example, where they spit out the mm-hmm. worth of items uh, and then improve the numbers that that way. So. If you look at the headline earnings, they were only up 3%. Mm. But then they reported what is called an adjusted headline earnings, so which is up 32%. So so, so quite a big contrast uh, to to what, if you read the financial statement state and then if there is a sense of uh, uh, reality in the numbers, you, you do realize that there were some numbers that were not uh, Yes,
0: yeah, clearly they, they were reported. Mm, mm. And, and I mean, let's let's talk through some of these segments uh, because you know these guys I understand make explosives. <laughs> they make fertilizer. They, <laughs> yeah, they do a lot of things. Let's start out there in agriculture. Um, yeah. I mean, they are attributing a lot of, I guess, uh, the good showing their revenue up seventeen percent, operating profit up thirty three percent, largely to what they're calling an agile supply chain, and uh, I guess. Uh, some of their prior investments in manufacturing capability,
1: and then they say in the same breath that volumes were down uh, mm. compared to the prior period. So that uh, because they said the the farmers delayed the the purchase of the uh, uh, agricultural uh, uh, materials,
0: mm. uh,
1: and and uh, basically that delay led to an actual uh, uh, volume decline. Then there were stock holding uh, gains because. If you mark-to-market the stock, based on what the price is, uh, there may have been gains there. And they shouldn't have taken those things in, but they re- then put them out at the uh, earnings, uh, headline earnings level mm. to basically show the adjusted headline earnings. So it, do- it does look like uh, the picture was too rosy. They had situation in Zambia where they had a uh, deferred uh, uh, purchase agreement, and there were some losses on those contracts. Uh, and again, those things are being adjusted out. So it, it's quite a mixed uh, picture. Mm-hmm. They also uh, complained about the the supply chain situations in Southeast Asia and uh, in Australia. So they couldn't get product to the market. So again, that explains why the volume was down. But sure. if you look at the headline, I mean, the, the numbers do look like it was a fantastic set of numbers.
0: The other element that I'm quite interested in, uh, Kwabe is in the chemicals part of the business and I think we've already established that the mining part of the business, um, benefiting from better than expected commodity prices, new mining contracts as well, but in the chemical space, explain this to me, revenue up 0.3% to just over 1.4 billion, but operating profit up 108%, what happened on the cost side of this business?
1: Look, they said they actually took uh, a, a division uh, out, uh, and basically that is how they get to the, to the better than uh, expected numbers. Again, uh, they, they did say that you know, they expect uh, volumes to be bought, but that hasn't come through yet in, the, in these numbers. So, I mean, if you go 0.3 uh, revenue and then you have a massive improvement in, in profit, I mean, that would be a first. This is uh, a high fixed cost based uh, business uh, where you actually need volume to actually do better. So if you don't have volumes or, or or the pricing, you tend to struggle. And I think the chemicals business did struggle in this uh, mm. in, in this first uh, uh, half.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's shift our attention away, I guess, from chemicals, fertilizer, explosives, and so on, and head out to uh, I guess diversified. Retailer, And I don't know if I should say diversified by product or by geography and, uh, you know, income segment. But it seems, yeah, um, early indications that the Brazilian investment in uh, value or discount retailer Avenida uh, performing above expectations have opened five new stores, expanding that base to 135 in Brazil. And uh, yeah, also increasing their dividend there. Uh, what do you make of, uh, I guess, that particular play, but also how they've performed in their home market?
1: Yeah, certainly the Avenida the, uh, transaction seems to have uh, paid off in a very big way. I mean, uh, to grow uh, at uh, over 30% on a like-for-like basis was quite uh, astounding. I think uh, if you look at the whole market, I mean, the, the growth was relatively pedestrian. Uh, if you look at the core business, PEP, uh, was only up 2.7% on a like-for-like uh, basis. And also same as Ackerman. So a lot of pressure in that in that market and I think the expectation was historically that people trade down towards the, the pet type of products as the economic environment deteriorates. Certainly it doesn't look like they've captured most of that uh, trade down and they've been affected by everyone like everyone else in the sector.
0: And then uh, I guess they're also flagged, um, as most people do in these announcements, load shedding, the floods in KZN, <laughs> social unrest. <laughs> what do you make of that?
1: <laughs> Look, I think uh, it's flung a dead horse now. And, uh, the floodings happened last year and they... And they COVID oh, come and I mean, it was this
0: year, the floods. <laughs> it was this year in April.
1: <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I don't remember. <laughs> but uh, I, I think I sadly... The, the one thing that I, I've observed is that a lot of companies are bringing these things up uh, mm. back to to life and, and, and basically saying, you know, we were affected. And I think they were affected, uh, to be quite honest. But I think it cannot be the only reason that uh, uh, they got affected. I think they did also look at the numbers. I mean, the like-for-like numbers across the board are not looking good. I think mm. uh, they had 4.2 and that is with the rent that is weakened and, and has Enable some uh, price increases. So, uh, I do think that uh, there has been quite a challenge, been quite a challenging period for 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 this business.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then let's go to the South African Reserve Bank, uh, which put out um, some guidance, I guess, for the month of November 2022, um, or I should say, you know, composite business cycle indicators, which were released earlier on today. And uh, these, I guess, uh, look at a few indicators that measure where we are in the business cycle so are we at a peak are we at the end of that peak are we nearing a trough Um, and this is i guess built around indicators that give us a sense of what's happening in the real economy uh, also in the financial parts of the economy and all of these give us some clues about what gdp might potentially do and it seems uh, more job ads coming out uh, which might mean more vacancies uh, out in the marketplace but also more building plans approved for flat townhouses and uh, houses larger than 80 metres squared. And uh, similarly, also seeing some improvement in average hours uh, per factory worker out in manufacturing. We know many manufacturing workers had been on short time. Uh, yeah, what do you make of these numbers and I guess some of the more negative elements? Um, much slower growth in volume sold of vehicles out in the automotive sector. Uh,
1: I think if you look at the, the indicators and what is very clear is that the business sector seems to be improving and the infrastructure element within the consumer seems to be also uh, uh, improving. But I think the, the rest of the, the elements, if you look at the passenger vehicle, so I, I think that's an indicator that the consumer is starting to feel a strain from the rising rate. I think uh, if you look at the, the, the business cycle around the major trading partners also being under pressure, that That is uh, another indicator. The commodity price index being under pressure is, is, is an element. But I do think that if you look at the hours worked, it does look like maybe the factories are maybe strengthening their their activity again. Uh, and you also see that the orders in manufacturing are picking up. I mean, I think there were some shortfalls in, in some sectors. Uh, where where the components were not available or the input materials were not available due to global supply chain issues. And as those come through, I think the, the companies are trying to take advantage of the, the, the pricing, favourable pricing environment. Certainly the jobs should go with that. So that is why I said the the business sector seems to be uh, picking up more meaningfully than uh, what you are seeing in the consumer sector.
0: And then uh, I guess the, the other question, of course, um, I mean, Good news if the real economy is growing there in manufacturing, uh, but uh, some big concerns about um, the sub's own assessment of some of the composite indicators coming out of some of our trading partners.
1: Yeah, certainly. I, I think that is that is certainly a concern. I think uh, if uh, it, it also just indicate that the global economy is starting to come under pressure. I mean, if you look at the likes of China, which is one of our major trading partners, the likes of Europe. Mm-hmm. Those countries are under quite a, a lot of pressure. I think the two blocks where we have lots of trade uh, and, and then the rest of Africa. I think if you look at the commodity prices coming under pressure, that would also have had an impact on, in terms of uh, our ability to uh, uh, basically get more orders from our uh, buyers. Some of them rely heavily on commodity prices. Mm. So so I, I think that is the element that is a bit worrying, but I think it's a broad uh, indicator of what is happening around the world rather than just only uh, in South Africa.
0: Yeah, yeah. And talking, I guess, about um, you know sentiment and uh, even what's happening in manufacturing, infrastructure, approval of building plans and so on, the cement sector, uh, justifiably, of course, uh, would have been concerned when they started to hear that uh, Sunral has given some really large and very complex construction projects to um, entities who have as joint venture partners the Chinese and uh, wanted to find out whether or not this might mean they might not get some orders from those projects. But uh, I guess uh, we already know that uh, the 100% designation of cement for public sector projects would mean that all of those projects would have to buy uh, the cement that is uh, manufactured in this particular country. Uh, what do you make of that response from Sunroll in the first instance? <laughs> but also, I guess look, some uh, of what they're saying prices are going to go up. I mean, what's uh, up with that uh,
1: I think it doesn't look good either way. I think, I think you you buy cement and mm. you basically outsource the, the the hard part i mean and I don't say this that they don't have reasons, but I think at the end of the day to to local businesses. I, th- I think it's it's quite a concern that they they are shifting some of the uh, purchases to uh, foreign companies and I don't think that's going to be comfortable yes, cement is a major uh, input although cement doesn't travel very well mm. so so you, you probably almost needed to buy it locally uh, to basically uh, save on the cost but I'm not sure I mean the, a, a big component of the of that uh, work would probably be the actual uh work uh, engineering and and, and, and uh, the machinery that goes with it. And I don't think those things are localized uh, in, in, the, in those
0: deals. And I guess, I mean, the, the other element um, is the shipping into the country of concentrates. I mean, you make a very important point that, yes, while it might not make sense to ship cement, the final product, but uh, many people ship some of the components that can be shipped in at uh, some convenience and then complete yeah. the process here okay. at home.
1: No, it's true. It's true. Uh, I think, uh, and uh, I, I think the, the Chinese. I mean, they will probably look after their own interests. They'll try and uh, maximize their profit extraction out of the country, and where they can actually also support their uh, firms at home, they could bring all those uh, components, I mean, Plinka and other uh, uh, limestone into the country and basically uh, support their own. Businesses and only take take the stuff for processing locally, so so it could be quite a, a blind spot in the in that regard. But I think we are here, and we have to see how this uh, all plays out in, in terms of the shifting of procurement from local firms to uh, uh, foreign firms. I think uh, there has been elements where the process has been abused by some of the local firms, mm. but I don't know if the impact. Uh, it's going to be positive. You might save on something, but you might lose on something bigger locally.
0: ahead. Hmm. Let's leave it here, my brother. Always a pleasure catching. Well, maybe just before I go, I don't know if you saw in those numbers yesterday from PPC, um, the massive, you know, operating profit they got out in Rwanda. Maybe you might know what's happening in Rwanda, uh, insofar as I guess not only just demand for construction materials is concerned, but just the pricing environment or, or competition in sort of the building supply sector?
1: Yeah, I haven't looked at the numbers directly, but I know that there has been supply chain problems to get the product into, into Rwanda. Mm. And they may have benefited from that environment because a lot of, at one stage they were getting a lot of pressure from imported products into Rwanda and it did look like there were some supply chain issues of getting imported products into their market. They basically uh, benefited from that.
0: Kwabe, always a pleasure, my brother, catching up with you. Thank you very much for your time.